This Short Code podcast is a proud member of the MedEd Media Network. Inspiration, information, and guidance on your journey to medical school and beyond at mededmedia.com. Meandering in the margins of medicine, it's the Short Code podcast. Weird news, fresh views, helpful clues, and interviews by students for students. Subscribe to our weekly show at theshortcoat.com. Welcome back to the Short Coat Podcast, a production of the University of Iowa Carver College Medicine. I'm Dave Etler. Tenny McConey is here. I think I just found my headphones. Hey. Congratulations. Arisa Mahaparan will hopefully be able to join us later. I'm sure she's escaping from some clerkship. And we're joined by two of our graduating students. They are Casey McCleary. I'm officially done. And Amy Young. Hello, hello. And in just one week, they will have conferred upon them their green hoods and diplomas. Are they green? Are they both green? They were both green. Is it mine something different? You get a blue hood also, I With like a fancy hat? Or you get I, a I, fancy okay. hat. Wait, you get you get just a blue hood because you have a PhD. Amy's MD PhD, so you have a PhD. I think oh. you get just the blue the blue hood, uh-huh. and then you get yeah, slightly fancier hat. I want a fancy wow. hat. And the thing is, like, I'm renting your... it, but I still paid like a hundred bucks. Yeah. And then I have to give it back. But to buy Ouch. one is even more expensive. You, so your hat, you didn't you didn't elect to buy a fancy hat. No, because I didn't want to collect like dust in the basement with everybody yeah, other can, everyone else's like you can buy a fa- paraphernalia. Yeah, you can buy a fancy hat in the future. You'll pull it out every year. Yeah, current currently currently cleaning out all of the stuff that I've been hoarding in my parents' basement for years and years. I can confirm that there are a lot of things like that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, congratulations. Thanks. Woo. Yeah, congrats. Thanks. Thanks. What year are you? Uh, technically first year. Technically? Yeah. Not really. <laughs> I mean, you're so, so almost really, a second yeah, year. Almost a second year. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Casey, we may have said on our past show, is bound for Minneapolis. Woo-hoo. Start her training in neuro. And Amy is on her way shortly to Denver, Colorado. Big yeah. changes coming up for you guys. How's it go? How's it, you guys all ready? <laughs> Amy's back. Okay. I have a pathological relationship with the Zillow app on my phone. Yeah. What does that mean? Like and you're going keep, into pathology. I keep so. refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. Just the, like the Zillow for, app is the sale. real estate it's, app. Yeah, yeah, it's for and for those of you who oh aren't man. like who aren't who aren't homeowners <laughs> or wanting to be homeowners yet. Uh, yeah, and done. We did another a second FaceTime tour of a house today with our realtor. Um, I was gonna go out there this weekend to look at a place, but it is pending now, so I'm not going out there. F. Mm. And yeah, so we are cruising for homelessness come June 7th. Woo. It'll be fun. It's the life. Yeah. I think we're going to get a month to month rental. Yeah. If you don't have very much stuff, that's not so bad. Uh, like, we, we have, have a lot a of stuff. A child. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's not great. <laughs> I like insisted on, like, I don't care if it's crap, we're going to find somewhere to live because I get so stressed out by these like big life changes that like i i need to find i need to be living in a place you you're actually have- you're actually doing the recommended thing sort of which is like renting for a couple months until you find a really good place and then moving in but no i want to be in i want to yeah. have all the boxes unpacked like i need to be you, like not yeah i'm more concerned yeah. about my relationship with the zillow app than i am about <laughs> the fact i'm actually going to be homeless <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know what that says about me you're still a millennial 
<laughs> oh. Almost. <laughs> so. Spent too much time around us. Anyways, Dave, how are you? You're moving also. I like have, uh, yeah, right. we, we, uh, we have also sold our house and bought another house across town. I'm not going anywhere. Um, Amy, I'm sorry to say that I got our yeah. appraisal back and it kicked ass. <laughs> You're Amy, sorry to say? Uh, well, you get to buy me a beverage at Big Grove. Yes. Amy and I were chatting week. in the hallway the other day <laughs> about our respective situations and everything has gone ultra smoothly for us. <laughs> Knock on Formica, I guess, but... <laughs> But uh, everything has gone ultra smoothly. We Great. made money on the deal. We nice. we're like super happy. Amy's like, if this appraisal comes back great for you, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> no. no, I just said whoever got treated worst by their appraiser would be given a drink purchased by the person who lost. Did you? So I didn't. I so don't. Now you will be yeah, buying me. A I beer. owe you a beer. Yep. So I can drown all my financial sorrows away. Dave, were you allowed to buy students beers? Uh, well, she won't be a student I'm by then. Oh, <laughs> loophole. Loophole. <laughs> and yes, I'm allowed to buy you beers. Oh, sweet. Uh, this is like, okay. Actually, I don't know that that's the case, but whatever. <laughs> Dave's like, wait, I, I don't actually know that for sure. Nobody, nobody's ever told me I can't. So. That's fair. You're all adults. Uh, it's really uh, frustrating wanting to be done with it like semi-early. Because I haven't actually seen the house that we are trying to close on. Uh, like, Tony had to go up with my mom. My spouse had to go up to Minneapolis with my mom and tour the houses that we were looking at because I had to be in clerkships. <laughs> so I just felt like that was a very med student life thing yeah. to experience to throw out there that I am, like, currently putting all my crap in boxes and I have like no idea. I'm like, should I take this to decorate? I don't know what it's going to look like. Yeah. Did, did, <laughs> I see pictures, but yeah, I was going to say, did Tony take video? At least yeah. you trust their opinion, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I did do. Did you do a FaceTime tour as well? No. Oh. She couldn't. She was I was in clerkships. clerkships. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tony sent me a picture of their cats, the, the old owner's cats though, and I got real excited. I was like, what great cats? Do they come with the apartment? It's funny. Tony was like, no, they're just real good cats. <laughs> I suck. I don't know if I've said this on the show before, but when we were moving to Iowa City, I, 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 we were also moving into a place sight unseen from Massachusetts. And at some point I ran across, I, well, we found this apartment building. And it was one of the few apartment buildings 17 years ago in this area that had floor plans online. Mm. And when I saw that floor plan, I was like, oh, that, that looks like my grandmother's apartment from when I was little and suddenly I felt much better about the whole situation it was Aww. like okay I can picture myself in this place Aww. now and uh and I felt a lot better so oh. I don't know if that that probably doesn't sound like it helped there's a lot can of psychology that yeah. plays into home buying it's a very That's interesting true. culture it's like whole subculture of America mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the whole like wheeling and dealing part of it and it's like well you know take $200 off or bring this to closing. It's just like, I don't yeah. know. This I'm ready so, to be so out. I don't so like weird. negotiating. I just want to be done. <laughs> it's fascinating. Amy, Amy, you and your husband, Sam, sold your place uh, by owner. Yes. Right? Posted on Zillow for free. Yeah. Every, everybody's given me some, everybody's given me a lot of, well, not everybody, but people have given me a lot of shit for not like, like selling it myself, you know, oh, you're going to give 6% to a real estate agent. I'm like, fine, that real estate agent can have their 6%. I don't want anything to do with paperwork. I don't right? want anything to do with, with bargaining or, yeah. or negotiating. Yeah. I want yeah. nothing to do with it. So I will say I had a little bit of an advantage. Uh, my 
because my husband's a commercial yes. real estate attorney, yes. so he does know like contracts and things like that. That seems like so a good it was it was plan. helpful. <laughs> it was helpful. No, in your case, it's great. I I, you know, yeah. You, he knows a little bit about what he's doing. And we sold to an incoming resident, so it was like I didn't need the Zillow post after all. Keeping it in the uh, medical. Keeping family. it in the family. <laughs> the pathology family. Aww. Oh, even better. Mm-hmm. Well. This has been home chat. Uh, Taname has a lot of input on this yes, one. <laughs> yes, I mean, so I guess for me, uh, this will be the first year since I, I think ever, including all of undergrad, where I didn't have to move to a new place the next year. Mm-hmm. Oh. So it's going to be nice, like not moving anything mm-hmm. this August. It's so nice. Yeah. Oh my God. You don't realize how nice it is until you don't do it for a couple yeah. years. It's going to be really nice. Remember having to move out of the, did you live in the dorms? Yes. I, I, I lived in the dorms, yes. <laughs> yeah. Remember having to move out of the dorms every spring for the summer and then. For like a month and, like then, a come month back. and then come back. It was like such a huge pain in the uh, ass. I didn't yeah. have to do that. Oh, nice. You uh, could stay in the dorm all summer? No, I, I mean. Because I would have. I mean, so I moved out of the dorm, but I didn't move back to the dorm. Oh, okay. Oh. I, got, I got an apartment sophomore year, so. Well, all I can say is I'm uh, excited for all of us to be moving on to these new phases Indeed. of our lives, except for I'm happy to be Tenere. right where I was a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm hanging out. It's all hey, good. Uh, you, you guys, I fucked up. Dave. Dave. Are you allowed to curse? Uh, isn't there like a list, a sign with a list of words we're not allowed to use? There or? used to be. Where? Oh, okay. Now we have an E rating. <laughs> okay. So uh, I did fuck up. On a recent show, I said, uh, so I'll, I'll set it up. On a Wait, recent show, it? we were, uh, we were, stop. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> On a recent Jeez. show, we were uh, 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 discussing chief complaints and how to translate them into uh, doctor speak. So that we actually understood what the chief complaints were. One of the chief complaints pertained to pertained to menstruation, or menstruation. Menstruation. What is menstruation? menstruation? I don't menstruation. even know what that is. Menstruation is, is, is the menstruation is the way men say it. <laughs> um, <laughs> menstruation. I'll try to withhold my laughter. Don't. Um, and uh, that that was the that was the chief complaint. Somebody was menstruating. And um, I said, as a hint, I gave the hint was uh, this uh, happens basically only to women. And maybe if there's an interest, actually, this is exactly what I said. <laughs> did you clip it? I did. Yeah. This again oh, could happen to any woman. But females primarily? Uh, I, would, only females? I would say only females okay. unless there's a uh, an intersex situation. The well, of course I was wrong. Also, that's like a pretty direct hint. Yeah, well, we were at the end. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, uh, well, anyway, the, okay. point, the point is, as you might expect, uh, Corey, well, you might not expect Corey. I did not <laughs> expect that. What? Corey, Corey from Facebook, uh, as you might expect, uh, reached out to correct uh, me. Corey is a uh, transgender man, uh, and he took issue with that. Here's what he had to say. So there was a comment on this episode that menstruation only happens for women and intersex people. But that is not true. Transgender men menstruate too. They also have babies even post-transition. Medical education has done a particularly bad job understanding and including transgender people. I really enjoy your podcast, but this made me face palm emoji. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Corey's right. Of course, uh, medicine has 
as he, as he says, medicine has done a ter terrible job of understanding the issues that trans people face. And, you know, we administrative services coordinator at medical schools have also traditionally done a terrible job of understanding the medical problems that transgender people face in their search for competent medical care. We're just not that great at this, people. Yeah. We're getting better, but... And so then during our pre-show chat, before we started recording, we were talking about this. And then I mentioned to Dave, because I have a newborn, uh, in February of this year, uh, there was in an the first academic journal publication of a transgender female breastfeeding her baby uh, came out. Yeah. So did she give birth to it as well? Did they do like no, a uterine so transplant? Her, no, her partner. Okay. Uh, deliver ha, gave birth to the baby, but di wasn't interested in breastfeeding. So beforehand, huh. before they, uh, sh she gave birth. Um, the the partner that uh, went in and said, "I want to be able to breastfeed because my partner's not going to." And so they put her on a, um, so she was already on hormone therapy for transition for the last, the six years prior, mm -hmm. but then they put her on a different regimen of progesterone and estradiol. And then they also told her to stimulate her breasts with a breast pump. Mm -hmm. And then she also took Domperidone. Hmm. And Domperidone is... Not to be mistaken for Don Perignon. Domperidone right. is a peripheral <laughs> uh, D2 dopamine uh, to uh, antagonist. And it's not used in the U.S. because it was found in a study. Well, okay, so it's an anti-nausea medicine. That's what it's used for in India and a lot of places. Oh. Mm -hmm. um, it also affects gut motility. So there had been a clinical trial here in the U.S. where it was administered IV to um, critically ill patients in the ICU. And it induced arrhythmia and sudden death in some of the patients but this was this was iv dosing iv administration Gosh, those people are pretty sick too but yeah they're super sick yeah why would you start that we make that your test so, I mean, so, they, they, because people who are critically ill and comatose have gut motility problems so they I were suppose. thinking it would treat that and because of the adverse of effects of adverse events related to this trial they black label black box labeled it in the u.s so you mm -hmm. can't get it but it's been demonstrated in Canada and other countries to be it induces lactation in, in addition to you mm. know having these anti-nausea effects so I actually had horrible trouble with breastfeeding you, you have a I, six month old at this I point. do I have a six month old little and Sammy I, super cute super cute yeah. <laughs> and I I just thought for sure like I was just gonna breastfeed and it was gonna be no problem and I was just going to be committed to it. And, you know, so it was just going to happen. And I had a lot of trouble and I, I didn't have enough milk production. So I think transgender individuals like online have reported, like take kind of like self-treating and doing these different methods to mm -hmm. breastfeed. But in February of this year was the first kind of like academically documented case where. Um, was she able to like, f like breastfeed so 100 percent or pretty close was, or. Uh, she was able to produce about 227 grams. That, which is I, yeah, I, uh, I per day. I think that's the same as like 227 mils, right? Grams uh, to mils is like a direct conversion. I don't think be. so. Do I look British? So, I don't know. Um, and then there's about one, 30 mils per ounce. So what's 227 divided by 30? Somebody? Roughly 30? a thousand. I'm going to guess eight. Uh, no, uh, so seven point five ounces a day. I don't know if that's a lot. That's not a lot, okay. but I mean, I think yeah, it's a start because they don't start. eat a whole lot at first. So. I suppose that's true, and you can always supplement. Like they've got donor milk, um, which you were mentioning you had to do. 
for a little bit earlier, right? Yeah. Oh, so I was also buying donor milk. Because br- breast milk is donor expensive. Milk because it's expensive. Yeah. It's a it's great donor in the sense that you pay through the nose. <laughs> well, I mean, so they have to have a facility. They pasteurize it yeah. and they treat it and everything. It's a really great resource to have, but it's about $15 for three ounce bottle. Hmm. How much does a baby drink in a day? I do. More than that? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was a lot, so. Anyways, breastfeeding's hard. It's like gourmet. I watched, I, I, you know, my my wife uh, breastfed for as long as possible. It was not an easy process, especially for a professional woman. Um, you know, it, <laughs> and for some people, it's very hard. And there's a lot of like guilt that yeah, that some women feel. It. Well, and, and even that the system sort of unintentionally well, puts on you. So the thing is, is like. I just thought if women didn't breastfeed, it's because they just decided not to or they just weren't really committed to it. But I was like all in and I had two lactation consultants and I took fenugreek and I pumped every hour and a half to increase my supply. And it's like some people it's just some people produce a lot. They're just naturally like high producers and some people just don't. And, you don't, you know, it's it's just like every organ, right? Everybody has different degrees of function. Mm -hmm. So the breasts are pretty similar in the sense that there's a range of like productivity, I guess, and yep. just a struggle for some people. And I think it's great that this generation breast pumping is really popular mm-hmm. or, you know, it's, you know, it's a, a lot it's of an option. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, I think like when my parent, like when our parents were having kids that like wasn't something that people considered, it wasn't like, you know, very accessible, mm-hmm. but it's not enjoyable <laughs> to pump. Uh, whereas like, at least when you're, if you're breastfeeding, you know, you're bonding with your baby and you're like making eye contact and. Um, and pumping is just work. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's work. Cow you, mode. You yeah. end up in a in a room by yourself. Yeah. It's not it's not exactly a loving. Right. It's a loving gesture, right. but Hanging it's not out. exactly a loving right. process. You know? <laughs> is that yeah. the noise it makes? Yeah. <laughs> but then when I'd bring it home and I'd you know have that milk in the bottle for my baby, it was like all oh, worth it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, anyway, circling back around to the like uh, transgender issue yeah uh yeah so our bad Corey. yeah sorry Corey. i, I actually I, I appreciate that manner of calling us out on it because like there's a lot of really rude discourse on the internet that is not helpful yes and i know like it's ex- like as a queer person it's exhausting to like correct people all the time um but it also like it helps and it, and when you do correct people you know like to be just really like courteous about it and it, you didn't like eat our faces which was good <laughs> and just, he just yeah. he just a little just emoji said, just there like, then i just appreciate like, that hey y'all y'all done messed up and then we're like oh our bad by the way uh cory so is, yeah cory is uh he works in some capacity uh with trans children i think uh, and uh, he's presenting at the um, Pediatric Endocrine Society mi- meeting this weekend, which by the time this comes out will be over, but uh, in Toronto. He's doing a presentation with some other folks. Um, I don't know in what capacity he does his work, but um, maybe we can have him on the show sometime uh, to talk about the issue. Um, that's what I really love about this. You know, like, yes, correct us. Please do. Um, I'm not always going to be right. We're not always going to be right. What? And if we can, but even better, like if we can then establish some sort of, uh, you know, interesting discussion about, about that. That's what I love about doing this. Nevertheless, 
I do want to get things right, as I say. So if you have a correction for us, bring it on. Send it to theshortcoats at gmail.com. Reach out to us on the social medias, as Corey did, or call 347-SHORT-CT. We'll talk about it. We'll correct the record. We're going to set a we'll good, e- some love. good example for how to respond to criticism. Yeah. Constructive criticism. Yes. If you write us and tell us we suck, I'm going to write you back and tell you you suck. Speaking of sucking, <laughs> there is there is there are many aspects of, of Iowa that I love. There is it's one true. aspect that I'm not happy with, with which is uh, that Iowa's passed a heart <sighs> the fetal heartbeat bill this week from the legislature. It's uh, basically says that uh, uh, abortions won't be provided uh, after six weeks. Uh, well, basically after the detection of a fetal heartbeat, which, which comes is around, around six, six weeks. weeks. No one knows they're pregnant until six weeks. Yeah, at the earliest. Yes, so, Amy, that is the point. You've you've essentially outlawed abortion, pretty yeah. much. Oh yeah. But, oh, but the, not if there's rape, incest, or the health of the mother. Now, the mental health, the psychological health of the mother, uh, is apparently irrelevant yeah. in this exception. There so. are also exceptions for fetal abnormalities incompatible with life. So, thanks a lot. Well, I noticed that they said if the heartbeat is detectable, the one way they can think about that is have me operate a Doppler. I can never find a heartbeat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my that's goodness. Actually, that's well, actually, no baby. Just have a med student do it. I like, don't hear anything. It's actually an interesting point. Like, what yeah. if Good the machine isn't yeah. working? You know, that's what a, if... Uh, I think that's assuming that your, your technician is competent. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the hope. It's... Yeah, but I know it's not hard, but why won't people be medically competent after this? Maybe because it's going to well, we shut have down our program. It, it will shut down our entire OB-GYN program, or we'll have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to set up a program in Illinois. So let's talk is about that. What this. the deal is? Let's talk about this because I've heard this uh, discussion before that it would uh, shut down training in OB-GYN or greatly complicated. Is it gonna? So it'll it'll make the program not able to be accredited because providing abortion training is like required as an option as part of an OB-GYN program. That doesn't mean that all residents are forced to go perform abortions. I'm sure that there's like a conscientious objector thing uh you know for people who do think that it's immoral but it needs to be available. Mm. Um so you can't for the get program accredited. for the program to be accredited, which is a pretty big deal. Yeah. Um, to a lot of people applying to residency, it's kind of a big deal. So if we want good doctors and specifically good women's healthcare doctors coming to Iowa, which we need, by the way, we're already like second to last place in terms of OB/GYNs per capita. So I, I did read some analysis that suggests that this is just a strategy by Iowa Republicans, and as has oh, it been absolutely is. They're not trying to states, hide it. Uh, who want this bill to end up in court? Ultimately, the Supreme Court, in the hopes that a conservative panel of judges there, by ruling for it, would over would there would then overturn Roe v. Wade. What would happen if Roe v. Wade was overturned is that every state would be able to make their own laws, however restrictive. I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, or is it the opposite? Some, pe- some people are completely for. Yeah. Oh, a lot of a lot of people are completely for, obviously, but. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds has said that uh, she hasn't decided yet whether to <sighs> sign the law. Wait, she said in the past she's 100% pro-life and will never stop fighting for the unborn. Um, here's one thing I that was pointed out to me um in testing for a detect the, the bill text of the bill says in testing for a detectable heartbeat the physician shall, perf- shall perform an abdominal ultrasound mm-hmm. is that uh good for detecting heartbeats at six weeks in all cases well uh, uh yeah i think it's it's pretty good oh, yeah okay. i think that if you're uh like adiposity can like play into that if you <laughs> have a lot of abdominal girth but i think that yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So, okay, so let's look at edge cases, right? 
or maybe not so edge cases. And, mm -hmm. uh, when someone's physical physiognomy? Habitus. <laughs> Habitus. That's the word I was looking for. Physiognomy? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Pulled that straight out of the 19th century. <laughs> when, when somebody's physiognomy, <laughs> uh, when somebody's habitus uh, prevents a prevents uh, an ultrasound from detecting a heartbeat, what then? I mean, is is it assumed that there is none? Or you could do like a transvaginal? I don't they know. They probably I have that's to do not in the law. They that's don't really invasive. I know. They specifically like, I don't know. mention abdominal ultrasound. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, that I, would actually be kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody could, can an OB-GYN call in and tell us? Yeah, I listen, don't know how that would work. Listen to one of the next episodes of the Vagabonds podcast. And oh, oh yeah, sure no, that's yeah. they they know then that's their specialty. I'm sure we'll be talking about that. Are they both going into OB gun? They are. Sweet. Um, so yeah, that's that's the big news. Yeah, in Iowa this week. So even the thing about this that frustrates me is I get why people are pro life. You know, like I I sympathize with that, but like also like like there are real outcomes here that impact the lives of people that are happening right now um and like arguably doesn't actually protect that many fetuses because it historically speaking outlawing abortions has just made them more dangerous um not less not make them happen less um yeah, people, when people feel they need abortions, they're going to get them. So to me, yeah, so to me, the approach to take would be prevention, would be all about good sex ed and would be all about good contraception and to maybe take a little bit of the heat off this right now, a little bit of the focus off this thing that we cannot agree on right now and try to make prevention a priority. Like, that's what I can't understand from so many of the people who are like pro-life. Um, just don't care at all for the front end of stopping people from needing abortions in the first place um you want to hear what comprehensive sex ed is like i would because i didn't uh, have it <laughs> i have another plug for my other podcast hey. <laughs> i don't give a shit anymore i'm gonna plug <laughs> the vagabonds podcast also did a recent episode on uh what comprehensive sex ed looks like in the form of the our whole lives who's gonna take over program. for them they're graduating. They're, we're gonna keep, we're gonna keep doing it. What? We're gonna keep doing it from afar. Oh. I hope. <laughs> In theory. <laughs> I hope. Yeah, that's the that's the plan. We'll see. We'll Once see how that year. survives intern year. But well, one thing I, I never really got with the whole pro life, uh, pro choice debate. I, I think I'm personally pro life. I haven't really like okay. been forced to choose a side mm. in terms of like. I like say I'm pro life. Practically speaking, yeah, I, I say I'm pro life, <laughs> but like I don't know how I, how I would necessarily act in that situation. Yeah, but I've never understood why it needed to be a governmental like issue where there there had to be a law about it. You know what I mean? Well, like, I think because some yeah. people believe that if we murder. don't make a law, yeah. it's murder. It's allowing murder. Yeah. yeah. Now that I know a lot of people, I, I actually know a lot of people who agree with your position. Like it's not for me. Yeah, is, but, is, am I summarizing yeah. your presentation? I mean, not I, for me. I, I, I would not. I would. I. I don't want to. Um, it, somebody to, to have an abortion, but 
Yeah, no, I'm in the same. I'm kind of the same. Like, I, I personally would never. Um, I personally don't think that it's a choice for me. But I would never get in the way of any other woman who felt that it was the right choice for her. Oh, and 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 also, like, if you're if you're pro if you're pro life, then having abortion legal is not gonna like somehow compel you yeah. to get one. Yeah. And and if you're pro choice, just because it's illegal here or there's you know barriers in the way it it does not mean you're not gonna you know go that route whichever way you you choose if if when push comes to shove it's 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 a lot lot is the same thing with like the war on drugs right you know it's like just because you impose penalties does not mean it's going to lead to uh prevention and you might end up down the road with with bigger problems than you foresaw like with this with the whole issue with the residencies we're probably going to have less OB-GYNs in the state as a result of this. Yeah. In a point of time where we'll likely need more OB-GYNs. And that's less people that care for healthy pregnancies yeah. that we want. Yeah, so this, this is, this is going to turn out as being longer wait times for, for women who now are going to be more likely to, to, to care pregnancies to terms. So they're not going to have as good care, which is going to increase um, the likelihood that they won't get the right treatment and you'll, they'll have... Uh, more issues with pregnancies and etc and it's just gonna like just kind of oh, like yeah. uh are we gonna it's, increase it's not gonna help it's not gonna help the unborn i mean are we gonna increase <laughs> funding for like education when all of these kids that were not super de-duper wanted show up in public school or I, in like the social services network I, I personally would like um if we're gonna go this route of society and say okay every baby is going to be born which which i'm fine with some people aren't and i I totally respect that but if we're going to go that route i think we also need to um back that up with increasing support yeah for for mothers and that and that goes beyond just okay now the baby is born now you're on your own you're yeah if we're just going to say okay as long as they're inside you we care the the moment (laughs) the moment is out i don't the moment they take a breath now you're on your own Good luck. I don't. Yeah, it's frustrating. I, but it's, I think you know. So, so I want to forestall a potential complaint here. Uh oh. That's not. Which good. is just the use of the words pro-choice and pro-life, because really, what Valid. you're describing as your position is actually pro-choice. It is. Right. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I'm pro. I'm pro. I'm pro choice life for me, but I'm not pro choice life. Pro <laughs> life for everybody else that's not me. I think that's pretty common. Yeah, actually, because okay, so like, there's this weird idea that tons of people run out, and I know people who like believe this that these like tons of women like run out and use abortion as birth control, which is like okay, first of all, why don't we just help them get normal birth control? Like, why would anybody yeah. do that? Second of all, are they doing that because there's an there's no alternative? There's no maybe? birth control. Yeah. So pointed silence there. Um, but I mean, also like it's not fun. Like I've seen abortions be done. They're not comfortable. They're invasive. Um, there's usually they're usually quite expensive. Sometimes people have to travel a long way for them. You know, insurance won't cover any of it. Um, it, it's it's not like a thing you go do for fun on a weekend. You know, yeah. like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's not a, you know, it's not a, it's not a great situation. No, it's not, but like, no, but even the most pro-choice person isn't like, oh, yay, I, you know, it's, oh, gotta go get my weekly like abortion. Necessary, yeah, it's just a necessary thing. Sometimes. 
Yeah. I don't know. It's a To me it feels like a necessary thing sometimes. Clearly to other people it doesn't, but like I would, you know, my goal then would be to try to just not get pregnant so then I never have to deal with it. I guess that the one thing that we can all agree on is that no one on any, any side wants an abortion. This is an outcome that none of us want. And nobody wants this bill either. Yeah. <laughs> well, somebody does. Somebody does. Somebody some, does. Several somebody's do. Um, well, but I do think like the majority of people don't are not this extreme. Even people who consider themselves really truly pro life are not this extreme. They almost weren't even gonna debate uh, like an incest exception or whatever. Which actually, the incest and, and rape exception kind of cracks me up because like, well, those babies aren't like those those babies lives aren't more worth it than the mother's by the way happiness but like those exceptions themselves come with with strings which is that a rape has to be reported within 45 days and incest has to be reported within 140 days yikes so i'm not really sure how well that's reported gonna to work who? the police i guess i don't know does this be a police but report or to a doctor, Life, I suppose. Circumstances, trauma, like all kinds of things yeah. in here with reporting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. This is all sad. It is. It's pretty sad. What's our next topic? <laughs> well, our next topic to move on, a little over two years ago, that would be December of 2015, then-candidate for President Donald Trump released a note from his doctor saying various... Oh, this will <laughs> be less sad. Saying various things. Which, upon deep and close reflection, one might decide no doctor would ever write. Such as, his recent medical examination showed only positive results. Oh, God. His lab results were astonishingly excellent. (laughs) His physical strength and stamina are extraordinary. And that he'd be the healthiest individual ever elected to the presidency. What is, how, what's the insurance billing code for that? (laughs) (laughs) Healthiest person alive. Well. Have you looked at that guy? Well. (laughs) Yeah, first of all, no. (laughs) uh, It's a, it's a bald face lie. Yeah. (laughs) This week. So the doctor who wrote that, uh, well, it was widely We talked about it on the show. We did talk about it on the show. It was widely presumed and we agreed at the time that this was probably the words of Donald J. Trump himself. Uh, and this week, uh, Harold N. Bornstein, the doctor in question, who is a New, York gastro- gas- bleh, a New York gastroenterologist, he told CNN that Trump dictated the whole letter, quote, I didn't write that letter, he said. Did he sign it? Uh, he might have, Because yeah. I'm a little annoyed that so he why, actually allowed this to happen in the first place. Why the change of heart? Why is he coming forward now? I oh. don't... Well, Bornstein also mm-hmm. said that on February 3rd, 2017, Trump's personal bodyguard and a lawyer from the Trump organization conducted what he called a raid of his office. Oh, dear. Seizing all of Trump's medical records. Sarah Saunders uh, responded by, to this by saying that this was standard operating procedure in which the records were simply being transferred to the White House medical unit. Uh, I think there's a form you're supposed to fill out. No, to, to... I would like to reiterate that nothing about this presidency is normal and we should not accept it as normal, regardless of what political side you're on. Also, it's Sanders, not Saunders. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus, Dave. Somebody wants to write in about that. <laughs> Happy to accept Happy your criticism. Happy smiley face emoji. Yes, please put an emoji <laughs> at the end. It'll make me feel better. Uh, yeah, so no, nothing... I guess I'm not adding to this dis- to this discussion except by saying, Lol. yeah. <laughs> and this is news to who now? Nobody. <laughs> Wasn't there also like something in there about like he didn't want people to know he was taking like hair growth 
like medication. I don't, probably. I don't remember like reading that. that, but that's possible. I think, that's, I, think it, I read it. Propecia. Like, well, does he, that merit like raiding a physician's office? <laughs> yeah. If you have that kind of ego, yes. <laughs> yeah, because I, I only want people to know that he was like trying to like grow more hair. Maybe he's got Viagra or something. That'd I'm not be. sure why he, he came forward now. <laughs> he definitely has Viagra. No why, why did he come forward now? What is the reason? For I don't know. That's why it's I'm weird. Yeah. No, it's a good question. I'm sure we'll find out in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Stay <laughs> tuned for next episode of This Catchy Presidency. Yes. Oh my god. Hey, uh, summer's coming. Yay! Thank I'm god. very excited about this. Thank yeah. It was god. a long, hard winter. Yeah, I had my first parental fail yesterday. Oh. Uh-oh. In regards to summer? Did she yeah. eat dog poop? No. <laughs> Why is that your first assumption? Oh, Irisa had that problem. That was Arisa's oh, okay. first parenting failure. No, it was actually my first childhood failure. <laughs> okay. Oh. Your par- Sorry, your parents' first failure. It wasn't their first failure by any means. <laughs> oh. So baby's six months old now, and his nanny said, oh, like, we're going to go to the park. And I said, oh, I have a stick of zinc oxide sunscreen. Zinc oxide is just like desitin, and it's, you know, it's a mineral-based, non-chemical. He's six months old. So she asked me in a message, should I put it on him all over? And I was like, yeah, slather him <gasps> up. No. <laughs> and I should have done like a spot che- test first. Oh, and no. so he broke out all over. Oh, and so she ended up like taking him home from the park and just washing oh, him God. all off. And, oh. and so the rash went away really quickly, but... I've, it it's was like a parental fail. That's funny. It's not going to be your last. I should, have, I should have trialed it first. Was he bright white? Because I thought zinc oxide was, was like so the, gave it to, the lifeguard I, stick. Yeah, so I had it in a stick form. So you just kind of mm-hmm. like, it, it, was, it wasn't, it was, it, I don't, so anyways, <laughs> he it's got okay. a little rash. <laughs> Amy. That's Amy. lovely. Do you take I, photos? Amy. She took pictures and sent them to <laughs> me. Nice. But I should, I feel bad. Like Amy. I should have done a spot test first this is going there are going to be many occasions where this happens to you as a parent i can tell you (laughs) from my from my lofty first of all i'm happy to say that my children are still alive (laughs) (laughs) they are happy and relatively well adjusted so far so so good 13 and 10 okay oh the best years are yet to come you are lying dave there has never been a well-adjusted 13 year old ever in the history of history he's he's doing his best thus far uh I, the, my first parenting fail that I remember was, uh, you know, cutting the fingernails too closely oh, on Aze yeah. oh. and that, that made him very sad and yeah. it made me very sad. It's always that really hard, like cutting someone else's nails. I'm good at it. Well, especially babies because they're, they're really very frail and tiny yes. little mm-hmm. nails. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I have is, never cut my child's nails again. This is uh, a point of frustration to me in, in like geriatrics, actually, going the opposite direction. A lot of older people can't reach their toes or can't, oh, like, sure. don't notice that their toenails are getting really long and horrible. Horrifying, yeah. and so you get these people with like really awful toenails, and like and that could be a hazard. Like, yeah. and they're like diabetic, normal, so they can't feel and it. And they're diabetic, and and a lot of and like you have to have a certain like licensing or something to you be allowed. Yeah, you need to to be a podiatrist mm-hmm. basically to cut to be people's to freaking cut toenails. Like the nurses won't do it usually, right? I don't know. Um, I think I, it's the nurses that won't do it, but yeah, a lot of people won't do it basically or can't do it legally. Oh, because I oh. guess you could nick the side of somebody's foot but also like watching somebody lay there and get their toenails snagging on the bed sheets and 
It makes me crazy. I saw the time. I think nurses are allowed to um cut nails, but in like really complicated cases, like believe me, there are some really complicated hammer toes. Oh yes, there are. Oh goodness. I wanted to. I wanted to. Those will be responsible not to. To fully admit all my parental failures. The next one was actually shared by (laughs) me and. How long do we have? And me and and my yes. (laughs) Okay, I'll go grab a drink. Next week, parental failures part two. Uh, Dave uh, has been talking all week. (laughs) We just didn't record it. We we uh we did not immediately realize that our son had the tree nut allergy and so oh i like that story all those times where he was puking all over the place after eating you know cookies or whatever and we were like we were like boy he must be very he must be sick i like how i like how (laughs) didn't you had said that he would say oh no it's i have I have nut mouth mouth again, and it still didn't register with you guys. (laughs) Seriously, like he figured it out. (laughs) Your four-year-old figured it out. Before we figured, way before. In fact, Christine can't wait to see your kid in med school. (laughs) Christine was the one who, yeah, I mean, he's he's ready for it. Christine was the one who finally figured it. Who finally thought, hey, wait a minute. (laughs) He's calling it nut mouth. He's vomiting every time he eats nuts. He gets super itchy. We had to give him an EpiPen twice. We thought it, well, we did not have the EpiPen. We thought he had like some sort of superpower, like he can detect nuts. Dave, that's the shittiest superpower I've ever heard. He can detect nuts. Technically, he can. He can. You're not wrong. We took him to the, we took, finally, uh, we took him to the allergist. uh, And uh, during that appointment, the allergist said something like, oh, uh, yeah, it might manifest itself as, you know, hives. It could manifest itself as a throat closing. It could manifest itself uh-huh. as throwing up. And Aze, at the time, he was like, a, you know, relatively little tyke, was like, yeah, like that time I threw up in the hotel. <laughs> yeah, and, and he was like, duh. Looked, Christine and I looked at each other and we were like gobsmacked. <laughs> like, holy shit. And at that moment, all of these occasions came flooding back to us. It was like, (laughs) oh no. That is our true parent of the year four. You will have more chances to fail, Amy. That's a rough story. My my wife calls it burning the tater tots. It's good for them, it builds character, as long as it doesn't kill them. You just burn their tater tots and they get mad and they have to eat them anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I I guess my biggest parenting fail would be. you, you, are, are you, you talking about, you're talking oh, no, about Snowbell? <laughs> Shut up. That's the cat. Yeah, I was going to say put her leash on backwards while I was training her to do the one step, but okay, that's not the parents. <laughs> I don't even know what the one step is. I have oh, no idea oh, what that oh, entire you know, the cat dance. It's just like, it's the first step of a cat dance. So we're like, I tried to teach her to do balm dancing with me, but I put on the leash backwards. Like the chest part went on the back. Cats can do ballroom dance? You put the, you put the leash on his, on her butt? I don't understand. But no, I put the le- I put the like a harness. Yeah, I put the harness on backwards, and oh. then I was wondering why she was refusing to dance with me. And then like, I don't know. It couldn't be any other reason. The cat <laughs> would refuse to like dance with she's you. A cat. No, she's very intelligent. You don't understand. We have a very deep bond. You know. Um, speaking of, well, sorry. Go wait, on. Was there another uh, topic that we were gonna summer? Oh yeah, summer. summer. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> summer is coming. <laughs> Summer is coming, and many of our first and second year students uh, will be, well, I guess first year students will be winging their way around to other countries on this planet to do individually arranged electives as part of our global programs uh, thing that we do here. Any of you guys do this when you were a wee M1? I did research summer. I did research. Yeah. Nope. Well, Dang it. About a quarter of that's the M1s. Oh, no, but my roommate went to Haiti. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and she didn't even get diarrhea. <laughs> That's good. I know somebody that went to Portugal. 
No, Brazil. Por- Portugal is hardly a... Not Portugal. Brazil, <laughs> where they speak Portuguese. They do speak Portuguese. Yeah, oh, God, please. Oh, God, yeah. edit that out. But right? I know no, you no, won't. But I know you won't. Portugal, the developing country. Shut up. Face palm emoji. Yes. Doctors Without Borders. Next stop, Portugal. Portugal. Lisbon, our next flight. Okay. About a quarter of M1s will will in the coming year travel to places like Tanzania and Uganda and Gabon and Ecuador and France and Niger. Niger, do we still do that? India, mm-hmm. China. Yeah, we do, actually. We just had a presentation on it in internal medicine. Oh, now, right. Just last week. In addition to opportunities here in the U.S. And to pre- prepare for these tri- trips, many of them, I'm sure, will get vaccinated against things like yellow fever, Japanese encephalitis, typhoid, other stuff. Joke's on you. I already am. Whoa. Aren't you special? No, I was just born in Bangkok, I guess. If you're going... <laughs> That's kind of special. If you're going to Indi- Indiana, though, you might be interested in getting... A vaccine for hepatitis A, as officials in Indiana have been warning those traveling to Michigan. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? If you, if you live what in, is wrong with us? If you live in, and there's going to be a lot of edit. Oh my goodness. If you live in Indiana, <laughs> officials there are warning those traveling to Michigan and Kentucky, those third world countries, I don't know. Why would they be going there? To get vaccinated for hepatitis A. It's a bug that's very contagious. It persists on surfaces for a long time, generally associated with poor food handling techniques, like not washing your hands. Well, yeah, I think everybody should um, be in general, right? But we they, don't. Everyone should be wiping their hands after they've washed I just their think hands. it's interesting that, that... I think now it's standard part of your pediatric vaccine so. regimen, isn't it? But Maybe older maybe people, people haven't. I don't think... I don't think most people are getting hepatitis, va- hepatitis A vaccines. I know Hep B for sure. No, I don't think Hep A. It, um, at least last year, as of my P's rotation, Hep A was not um, was not one of the things that we routinely vaccinate for. Even Ooh. though there is definitely an effective vaccine for it. Um, well, not maybe you have to. Your immune system has to be. I don't know. Uh, we're getting into yeah. the realm of me not knowing anything. Um, oh, I just googled it, but the, okay, it was a long time ago. So the thing, yeah, the thing about vaccines is like the the reason that we don't give all of them to everyone is like mostly a cost. Thing. So, like, you only give them to people who are at the highest risk because, they like, cost money. otherwise, all because children, they cost money. Look, all children, this is vaccines.gov. All children need to get the Hep A vaccine as part of their routine vaccine schedule. Mm-hmm. Children need two doses of the vaccine at the following ages 12 through 23 months for the first dose, uh, two through four years for the second dose, or sooner as long as it's six to eighteen months after the first dose. Well, apparently oh. in Michigan mm. and Kentucky, hey. people aren't doing people aren't doing what they should because there's been outbreaks of Hep A. Dang it, you wow. guys! Did I even um, pass myself? <laughs> uh, there's also a uh, there was also a hepatitis A vaccine shortage earlier this year, which might be uh, leading to that. Ooh. Um, just, just like our Shingre shortage right now. Shing what? Shing, 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 oh, oh, that's shingles. the uh, yeah. yeah. Oh. The, new, the new, more effective, more coverage shingles one that comes in two tiny doses. I will Ooh. take it. I will yeah. take that vaccine as soon as possible. I know. Well, you're gonna as soon as possible. It's gonna be a little while because we're out right now. Yeah. Wah, wah. Well, also you have to wait till you're fifty, I think. For, oh. for <laughs> so she bit. thought you were fifty. A little while longer, you jerk. She thought you were fifty. <laughs> yeah, I think insurance won't cover it unless you're. I could, I could get it. Is it fifty or is it sixty-five? It was sixty. It depends 60? with the old vaccine, and now oh, it's fifty. Okay. Yeah. Believe me, I want to get this vaccine because I've seen people I know with shingles. They're very, like very fun. painful looking. Yeah. yeah. Oh, one of my friends got shingles in her eye. Oh, see, that's the, the worst. one. That's the one you got to really watch out for. In your eye and in your ears. I you think can go blind yeah, if it's in your eye. It's she nearly did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but she's fine, so I can make fun of her. I will take it. Give me it. 
No, I can't. You're apparently not can't. 65 yet. <laughs> Sorry. Um, the reason Jesus Christ. <laughs> new topic. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, this dear. topic is all about me. Okay. I, I, need, <laughs> I need some advice. The, so the Etlers, as we said earlier, the Etlers are moving to a new house, some new opportunities in living in this new house, a lot more space, a few more bathrooms. All of this is very oh, nice. God, more bathrooms. Seems likely though, that one thing that we will have that I wasn't expecting was a pet. Oh my God, Dave, adopt a cat. We can go to the shelter literally tomorrow. I will take you, I will drive you up there to open from 11 to 3. We can go like right now. I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> Did you wait till this episode to <laughs> announce this to get that reaction? I am fortunate that Arisa was on the show today because I knew that I knew exactly I really something like that. She was looks like happen. she's gonna cry from <laughs> happiness. Okay, I, okay, okay, and I'm glad you're here. No, 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 no. She volunteers at the shelter. I have never owned a pet in my life except for two budgies I experimented on in high school for a science fair. <laughs> oh, this and again. And was disqualified for. Dave, what the hell? For ethical reasons. For ethical for reasons. Ethical Dave, reasons. what the hell? I, I, I thought I was doing right. But. You gotta explain it now. You yeah. gotta, gotta, Dave? I, I gotta fess I, up about the budgies. Say what budgies are because I didn't parakeets. know. Parakeets. Okay. Little, little parakeets. They're so cute. Uh, Extremely intelligent animals in the right hands. Yes. <laughs> I probably mentioned this on the show before, mm -hmm. but for if you, if you don't know, I, I, had, uh, I had two parakeets. I kept them in two different conditions, one with 12 hours of sunlight and 12 hours of dark, or and not the, sunlight, and uh, the other, uh, incandescent light, and the other in 24 hours of light. With Dude, dubs. What the fuck? I hooked them up to, I hooked their perches up to my, uh, my Apple IIc and, and uh, measured whether they, you know, sat on their perches or not, uh, assuming that is a proxy for sleep. There's all kinds of problems with this study. I don't think it would have been published. But anyway, I won the local science fair at the, you know, the high school science fair. Were you studying fair. circadian rhythm or what? I have no idea what Oh, else. you're probably saying if they were exposed to light more, they slept less or something like that? I, I think I, I hoped that they would. I think my hypothesis was that they would basically come to a new cyclical schedule that could be easily identified. It just wouldn't be the same as the as the 12 12 because you were mm -hmm. making them mentally deranged <laughs> by getting rid of their yeah, no sleep for you that's <laughs> what they said at the regionals where i was disqualified oh, yeah. for cruelty to animals um i disqualify you i feel like your science teacher probably should have stepped in yeah <laughs> i feel like, I feel like some adult nice. i feel like some adult somewhere in the process of like you getting managing two buddies and keeping them there for like two months should have stepped in you know we're, we're also looking at this at this at a remove of like you know 25 years or okay something that's like, true 20, yeah. 30 years so maybe it was different back oh, then. oh yeah right women weren't allowed to vote back then <laughs> what <laughs> sorry sorry he's not that old <laughs> the point is the point is i've never owned a pet and i may not be the best person to own a pet uh given that story um but i need some information um we did our pet episode a while back arisa at the risk of again setting you off you uh you have uh a cat named snowbell <laughs> who you love very much. Casey's got a bearded dragon. Amy's got a lovely dog who uh, is, is poops kind everywhere of lately. So she also has a kid and and a, and a child. Kind of like a, a pet. Little, it is a bit. Teneme, anything for you? Uh, you know? <laughs> Amy's like I've, no. <laughs> I've got birds that won't stop pooping in my car. That's okay. Uh, so you call those sure. pets? Do you? They're kind of like pets. Okay. Aww. Well, you feed them. The Etlers are probably <laughs> getting a cat as a reason. She's got. Wow. I'm gonna need to. Sorry, audiophiles. I'm gonna. Audio I'll, I'll take care of that in post. Um, <laughs> so I'm learning about cats. I think. Okay, so I think I'd want a kitten rather than a mature cat. Okay, well I I've got great news for you. A new batch of like just born kittens just arrived in the shelter about. 
two days ago. Oh my god! But they're not ready to be adopted. Oh no, they will be in two weeks. But they have kittens of all ages. I'm moving. Dude, you gotta go. Weeks. You gotta go dibs those, Dave. Though they probably to. go. The kittens Can you go dibs fast. Those? Yeah, I think. Okay. Uh-huh. Pretty sure kittens go fast. Dave, everybody going, wants kittens. Dave, I'm gonna, I am going to effing hook you up. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna whisper this fact to my wife tonight. It's Good my Lord. son who really wants this cat. I support your son. And my wife loves cats. Anyway, I support your wife. I also want a cat. Hey. No. I, there's a lot of mature in cats Minnesota. In, in shelters. I'm there getting are, an adult cat. I don't need a kitten. I don't have time for a kitten. Yeah, Sorry, no. Cute. I adopt a snowbell as an adult, actually. So, And there are plenty of senior cats who need a lot of loving. They're and there are also cats. plenty of kittens who are not like cat, little teeny tiny kittens, right? Yeah, plenty. They have all ages, especially because kitten season just started about like two months ago. So now everyone's getting flooded. There's kitten season? Yeah, we well, know when all, all of a sudden everyone snow. starts having babies. Yeah. That's how it felt when I got out of high school. I'm wor- <laughs> That's how I felt in high school. <laughs> I'm worried about the furniture. Should oh, I worry yeah. about the furniture? You yeah. can, so you can mm-hmm. declaw their front. Oh no, 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 no! We please. don't do that yeah. anymore. That's the thing we don't yeah. do anymore. You can't legally. Can't you do the front paws? Just not the back. Paws? You can do it, but no. a lot of people don't like it. You can do it, but, but it depends that, on who you ask. Yeah, but that's setting like your that's setting your cat up for a lot of health problems, psychological problems. Is like cutting your finger off at the first joint. I just find it. That's a. I just find does it more like animal cruelty. Does it actually set them up for for? Yes, there are actually some older cats at a shelter right now who are walking on their elbows because they're previously declawed. Oh, were they declawed badly? I, they were just declawed, declawed. I don't know. We huh. did it yeah. with my kid cats growing up. Otherwise, they would have mm. torn up our curtains and everything. Well, that's yeah. the thing. I mean, is there a way to? Pre- yes, get, there is. You can get little claw caps. Yeah, they're called that soft are paws. Hilarious. Or, uh, yeah, they're available in lots of glittery different colors on Amazon oh, or any glitter. retailer. Yeah, that's exciting. I use no, I use them for snowball when I went back to my parents. And that house. doesn't surprise me at all. Okay. Also, I think you can probably just like assertively trim their nails. Oh, that would be a nightmare. Cat would get mad. No. Oh, they don't like it. Like, oh, I've, but she like, don't have a choice. Yeah, no, you got to oh, hold them in the is, right way. way. Like, my friend trims her cat's nails. They don't like pounds. it, but She's they do 12. it. And by the way, these details are not my problem because <laughs> this is Christine and Aze who want the cat. <laughs> oh, well, Aze is going to be clipping a lot of toenails. Yeah, and he's going to be scooping mm-hmm. a lot of kid litter. Um, Let's get a small cat so it doesn't move much. All right, so there are ways to prevent that. Someone told me I should have a second cat as a friend. I'm... Not sure I'm ready for two cats. Well, then they can hang Wait, out with each other. Snowbell doesn't have a roommate, right? Um, no, but we're planning to add another one to the family, maybe when, when I'm in residency. But right now, I just like. Is she is kids. she well adjusted as a cat? Well, she grew up. At, well, she grew up like in a shelter with like a lot of other cats, so. She's socialized. Cats are yeah, kind of loners, aren't they? Mm, they can be. It depends, I think. No, a lot of cats I know come in pairs. Yeah, it's pretty common. Yeah. Like, I have a couple sets of friends that that have cats in pairs, and I think they kind of play with each other yeah. when you're busy which is nice <laughs> yeah that's why when residency i want to get another cat but you know what i was actually watching a documentary on this it's like a common misconception that cats are loners just because the way that cats interact socially with each other are like so obscure to us and that we don't pick up on it so we have the false impression that they're are like just going around not dealing with each other whereas they really have these very sophisticated very um very close-knit um, com- um communication groups and social groups i believe it indoor cats live almost 17 years i've i read oldest cat ever i found out was uh 38 years old wow when he died in 2005 so he was born in the 1960s wow wow cats older than you yeah that's insane anyway was it like parallel like what like (laughs) was it parallel did it it work did it work (laughs) did it it still work work? the guinness the guinness book of records did not address that question (laughs) i'm gonna assume it was retired by then (laughs) We don't make this model anymore. Uh, 
I th- <laughs> this is totally off topic. Damn, but I, I think we should at least in one episode talk about the Golden Gate Killer. Oh, that's what we were going to talk about. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, let's talk about him now. I don't know anything about this, so Tell hit us me. the story, Amy. Well, I'm going to leave out probably a lot of uh, the good, accurate details, but the gist of it is there was a face killer. palm emoji. There was a there was a like very like violent kind of uh, like rapist and killer. Yeah. In the yeah. 60s and 70s in uh, Northern California, and then well, there were also some crimes committed in Southern California. They weren't sure if they were connected, um, and they it was uh, targeted towards women. He'd break into their houses and you know torment them and other yeah. things and. Later, kill them. Kill them. Um, and they could not, they never knew who it was. They had collected his DNA from a number of victims, but they never had a match for it. I don't um, think they had the technology back then to really. Right. But in more matches, in recent but, years, right. they had the, so they, in recent years, they collected the DNA. And one of the theories that, of the reasons that he stopped murdering was because he found out that DNA technology oh. was coming around. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that has been validated by questioning him or not but that's one of the theories because he the murders kind of stopped around the time that like dna sequencing was becoming available Mm. so that's possibly why he stopped committing the murders so they had his they've had his dna for a long time couldn't connect it with anyone and uh, they ended up uh doing an undercover quote unquote uh profile on one of these like uh ancestry genome kind of or genetic background like websites that people publicly upload their sequencing data yeah i just did that on 23andme yeah and so so don't murder anybody found like a uh like a relative who had just freely uploaded their uh ancestry uh genetic data online and it matched and so they traced back uh, through that person's family tree to an individual who would have lived in california in those areas at that time point in history and tracked it down to this individual and the way they got dna from him so they traced it back saying okay this person's related to this person it might be him and then they i guess if you leave your dna in a public location then law you're free to collect it yeah (laughs) without a search warrant so they followed this gentleman who was related to this person that they had matched the dna sample from the victims to online and then they uh collect you know he maybe drank a can of soda or something they were they went and got it and and then they had his dna and it matched and it not so not only did they know the identity now of this killer but they also linked the homicides from northern california to southern california and it was all yeah which i think they didn't really realize were the same person right they did they weren't yeah they didn't had not made the connection and it turns out he had uh he had been a he had fought in Vietnam and had been a police officer. He was forced to resign from being a police officer because he was found shoplifting dog repellent and a hammer. Wow. Oh. That's really why dog so repellent. Because if we, he would break into these women's homes. Oh. And, but he had of all the suspects they had and all the candidates, they had never at all he had never been on their list of like possible people oh interesting yeah so now i think when they found him he's like 70 years old living with his daughter and granddaughter oh how would you like to hear that like bt dubs grandpa was a serial killer state killer not golden gate killer yeah yeah. oh that makes more sense um 
but yeah so that's rough dude and like I, and it's amazing it's like just publicly. are they well, gonna so prosecute him now or like what's the oh, plan yeah. they arrested him they arrested okay. him they're yeah. they're fighting the warrant i think or his his lawyers are fighting the warrant yeah because uh well there's some obvious sort of i guess there's a it's essentially a, a different use of these ancestry profiles than yeah than well, was intended. I don't really know what the this legal to me has a hundred yeah. so fascinating was, ethical implications. So I was listening to an NPR piece this morning, and uh, I forget the gentleman's name, but who was kind of like spearheaded this continued um, search with the DNA. Says that there, he claims that there's plenty of case law uh, protecting like legal investigation, um, <clears throat> so that it wouldn't have been like a fake profile they created online it was an undercover profile and um because it's you know publicly available his argument is that because it was used by investigators to solve a crime that there's case law protecting them um and the the methods they used so track him down yeah i thought that i thought it was really i when i first read it i thought oh that's really that's really super clever mm-hmm um, of the police to do that. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's pretty awesome, though. And the the investigator said that he's kind of tried to solve this case for, like, throughout his whole career, and he'd get so frustrated, he'd just have to walk away from it for periods right. of time because he just would say it was just driving him crazy, and he'd just say, oh, I'm never going to solve it. I need to let it go. This has got to be satisfying. So satisfying. Yeah. And it's totally, you know they're going to make a movie about so this. He mm-hmm. said, well, so the, he said that, like, there some victims survived, and they, like, were so traumatized by the experience. They've been diagnosed with PTSD. Oh, some sure. of them are Absolutely. afraid to leave their homes because they're afraid he'll come back to get them. and all. I wouldn't want to be in my home. <laughs> so that was, like, the drive for him to just continue kind of working at it, trying to figure out who this killer was. So, mm-hmm. I mean, hugely you know, paid off, you know, very gratifying work, very worthwhile, but just crazy story. That's kind of awesome. That's wild. DNA rocks. Well, there you go. Before we go, I made some <laughs> short code podcast keychain thingies with a laser cutter I have access to at the Steam Fab Lab here in Iowa City. And I want to give them to our listeners. All you have to do to get one. <laughs> They're pretty sweet. Is to share this episode's uh, address from, get it from the shortcode.com. Share it in a subreddit of your choosing. Say something nice about us in your post. And then send a link to that post to the shortcodes at gmail.com along with your mailing address. That's it. I will send you uh, this little keychain slash book bag dangler slash, slash. Uh, what Tenime. Which uh, what I oh, like shot, glass shot, glass, shot, glass shot glass coaster. Shot glass coaster. Oh, it is tiny. So it would have to be a shot. Glass. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Tiny. Uh, oh, it's not tiny. It's, yeah. it's, well, it's, it's not, an it's, inch and a half. Well, I yeah. mean, it's small. It wouldn't be a coaster sufficient for like a giant mug. <laughs> no, I'll actually, send I've you... been using mine to like for, to line snowballs bowl actually. Uh, whoa, yeah. to what? Pretty handy. Line snowballs bowl, just um bowl. You've lined snowballs bowl with. Oh, the bottom of it, just to make sure that it doesn't scratch <laughs> my. Oh, tile. scratch your floor. Yeah. That's... Hey, I don't care what you do. With <laughs> but you don't get another one. I don't care what you, you can oh. have another one and, and line her food bowl if you. We, want. You should okay. take a picture of it and oh, upload I will. it. I will put oh, yeah. it. Okay. It but, says it says SCP sounds stands for like shot coaster, perhaps. Please, yes, please. Shot coaster, perhaps. <laughs> I will send it to you. Aside from that, that is our show. I'll put the links to some of the topics we've discussed in today's episode show notes at theshortcode.com for your reading pleasure. But for now, Irisa, Casey, Amy, Tanime, have a great weekend. Peace, Thank y'all. you. So Live much. from SNL. Thanks. You're fire. Thank you so much for taking time. <laughs> you are fire.
to hang out with me. And thank you, listeners, for making us a part of your week. If you like what you heard today, we hope you've we've earned your subscription. Also, we'd be grateful if you'd open your Apple Podcast app right now and leave us a review there. Reviews help us come to the attention of other listeners who might benefit from our show. If you have a suggestion for something we should talk about or seek barely informed sleep-addled advice, you can send those questions to the shortcodes at gmail.com or you can leave us a message at 347-SHORT-CT. The show is made possible by a generous donation by Carver College of Medicine Student Government and ongoing support from the Writing and Humanities Program. Our executive producer is Jason Lewis. Our opening music is by Dr. Vox. And our closing music is by Catmosphere. Talk to you in one week. Thank you.